Hey, this is Joey, discipleship minister and host of the Galilee Podcast. I'm glad you are joining me for this week. And please hit the subscribe button to make sure that you get every episode. I'm excited about this week's edition. If you would like to make suggestions about topics for the future episodes, please email me at joey at galilee.org. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Hey everybody, I want to welcome you to this week's Galilee podcast. I'm glad that you're taking the time to hang out with us today. So uh, today Nick is going to spend some time with me and today we're going to do uh, something that I, I kind of want to do a lot more of and as, the, as, the, uh, as we go along um, and that's a sermon follow-up. I, I really think that one of the great things we can do with this platform is we can sort of uh, dive into some things that maybe... Uh, we don't always have a lot of time for on Sunday morning because we're trying to. We want to get a particular message across and maybe unpack some things maybe we didn't. So today is uh, actually the second of those. We did these a few weeks ago with Brian. Brian was nice enough. So it's our first one with Nick. Um, and so today we're going to talk about his sermon from Sunday. Now, real quickly before we get into that, a couple of things I do want us to make sure you know about. Number one, we are in the middle of reopening phase two, um, and we're two weeks in. We've got children's programs, nursery program student program, adult groups happening, everything's going great so far. So far, so good. You know, thank the Lord, everything's going really well there. We're very excited. We're, we're seeing numbers come up. So again, if you're, if you're at home, maybe you're curious, man, we'd love to have you. We're, things are really going really well for us. You know, um, our children's program actually put a video together. You can go to their Facebook page to see how they're doing it. Maybe you, maybe you might be curious as to how they're doing it. Also, a few podcasts ago, we did a whole discussion about it. So Please check that out as well. But listen, if, you, if you're if um, you uh, somebody, maybe you, you're feeling ready, or maybe you're trying to decide, please come back. We'd love to have you Sunday morning. Uh, things are going really great. And, of course, if you're one of those that's in that um, window or maybe you feel uh, it's better to stay home, we understand. We, we love having you online as well. But, uh, you know, Lord willing, soon things will be uh, changing and you can get back to us. So I want to make sure you know about that. As well as um, we are now, the podcast is now expanding. You can find us on Google and Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. So you can start listening to those if you're more of an audio person. Like I'm sure Nick likes to run and listen to podcasts. So, That's right. Um, you when are you going to be running with me? Bro? Yeah, oh, yeah I, I really do need to be running. That's <laughs> what, what needs to happen. But you're going to be like way down the road. Yeah. I'm lost, still walking. So um, anyways, those are available now. Be sure to go check those out at your own stores. And lastly, before we get into today, too, we were talking about it in staff meeting, and I think this is really exciting, which is that we are finishing up the Old Testament over the next week. If you've been reading with us yay. in the Bible, yay, we are getting done to the end of the Old Testament. Uh, someone's going, finally. Uh, and so uh, August 24th, we begin the book of Matthew with another list of genealogies, yeah. but, <laughs> but it's, it's different. It's, it's in the New Testament, and it's only it's one short. chapter. It's very yeah. short. So, but very exciting. If, you, if you've been keeping up with us, congratulations. Um, if you haven't been, it's totally fine. You can hop right back in us. We're currently in First Chronicles. Uh, we're going to read First and Second Chronicles, and then we'll move into the New Testament. So it's been really exciting. I've loved it. I know you've, you've shared some of the passages during staff meetings, some things that... And um, we've, you've talked about even Sunday, the, the blessing of God calling your heart to that. I mean, just, you know, um, yeah, I mean, the providence yeah. of that one. 
Boy, I tell you what, having having something like that to unite us as a church throughout yeah. a year where we were, you know, there, where there's been so much disunity in our world specifically, but, you know, just the lack of connectedness and trying to navigate all those things yeah. and, and having that to kind of be an anchor for so many people. And, you know, it was really Joey that brought us that particular, um, you know, Bible app that said, hey, he had been through this and it was great. And so, you know, it wasn't just me, it was, it was Joey and our, our staff as a whole that said, hey, let's... Let's connect through this app, and you know, great opportunity with the videos. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. the, the videos, videos have been, been really so good. rich. You yeah, know, just so much depth, and and we've heard from so many people that are participating. Which, you know, I have been pleasantly surprised yeah. at how many people have hung with it. Sure, and, uh, it's been a great connection point for sure. Yeah, so very excited. I'm I'm kind of I'm really looking forward to next year. We're not ready to share that yet, yeah, but but yet. I'm, I'm excited it's with some ideas for next good. year. It's going to be good too. I love the theming that God has brought to us. You know, from from discipleship to being in the Word of God to now the yeah, next thing. Yeah, yeah. So soon. it's going to be really cool. Um, all right. So we're, today we're going to do just a few minutes, kind of follow up. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, as preachers, I'll just tell you, we have this thing where we get off the platform and we go. Man, I, I really wish I had said this, or I want to make sure people hear this. Or, and we spend time week after week. I know you do planning, and and you get so you get so much information you can't get it all out in the course of a day. So that's one of the reasons I'm excited about doing these uh, podcasts after some of our sermons. Um, I think they're great af- uh, avenues for us to sort of unpack some things that maybe we didn't get to on Sunday morning. So. Um, Real quickly, we have been in a series called Back to the Basics, um, and you've been very clear about, like, this isn't basic stuff, Every but week. <laughs> it's, it's foundational stuff. So real quick, talk to us a little bit about this series just in general. Like, wh- why do you think it was important for us? Why do you think it's important for us? Because I know a lot of Christians would be like, when they hear that phrase, Back to the Basics, they'd be like, well, I don't need to know that stuff. But right. yet it is very important for us to take time, you know, to remember this, these, some of these truths that you've been laying out for us. Sure. Well, I'd say a couple things about it. Firstly, I took a lot of inspiration, as I've said about a billion times now, from Mark Moore and his book, Core 52, which in itself is these 52 core pieces of what it means to be a believer. Mm -hmm. And so I've gotten a lot of inspiration myself from the book. And so as walking through that as kind of our spine, if you will, through the year that's been holding us up in a lot of ways, this was a section that I knew that we would walk through as a church and when I knew we were walking through this section, I thought this is the maybe the most foundational piece. Mm-hmm. So I decided to approach it and teach it and write about it from a here are those, here's that underpinning mm-hmm. that maybe you don't normally think about as underpinning. You mm-hmm. just think about these things like faith and you know yeah. grace and this kind of stuff as, well, yeah, it's there. And of course, it's a part of being a sure. believer. But thinking about why it's so foundational. Uh, so for me, talking about, as, as I said every week, back to the basics, is like, boy, here's everything that we as believers build upon. And if we don't, our faith suffers. Mm. And if we don't, our Christian witness suffers. Yeah. You know, it's, that's really how we arrive there. Yeah, I mean, and again, I think it's particularly a providential kind of ser- sermon series because of the fact of the nature of 2020. Yes. And and then also just the challengingness uh, of, of some of the diff- of the season seasons we've been in with with 
you know, we've seen in our country, and of course now we're, we're in an election time. So this is one of those, we need to get back to sort of these foundational sort of things and make sure that they're shored up, right? I mean, yeah, sometimes, you gotta, sometimes you've got to inspect the foundation and make sure that there's no cracks and there's no... So this week we talked about love, really. I mean, that was kind of the core, core message for today. Uh, love, uh, uh, you, you quoted the Shema, love God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then also to love others as yourself. Um, and one of the things you said really at the beginning, you talked about you know, this being a foundational thing and one of the, what, um, that we have to talk about. Why to you do you think, why is love seems to be like this huge foundational piece for us? Because, again, you even have like Paul saying things like, you know, faith, hope, and love, love being the greatest. Yeah, the greatest of these is You know, mm-hmm. so um, it's, and it always feels like to me the great defining characteristic of, of a believer is their love. So why do you think God, you know, why is love so important, do you think? And why do you think it is one of those foundational things that we have to come back to? Well, I think that for us as believers, of course, to even come to the place of belief, to even come to the place of having a relationship with Christ, we've grasped how deep, how wide, right, is the love of God for us. And so when when we discover that for ourselves, it awakens us to, to who he is and what he's done for us, and that's the gospel. Yeah. So at its foundations, this is the message of hope that is bound up in the gospel, that Jesus loves you enough to die for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he who is loved much will love much, right? And so when we grasp those central tenets of love God and love people, mm-hmm. which is basically what we talked about this week, yeah. love God, love others, when we, when we grasp that we've been loved, then we're actually able to do that. And that's why this message is so foundational, right? Mm. Is because, hey, if we're not getting this part right, then like you talk about with Paul, we've become so much like a, a, a clanging gong right. or, or cymbal yeah. because we can have all kinds of things, faith that can literally move mountains. I mean, isn't that an exceptional way that he says that? Yeah. Like a faith that could literally move mountains but if you don't have love, like it almost doesn't even make sense, right? right? Yeah. But, but it's so foundational that he, he juxtaposes it against this almost like crazy way of saying it yeah. to get you to think about, no, no, this is how big a deal this is. Yeah. You can have all, you can fathom all mysteries, right? Mm-hmm. You can have all the knowledge. You got it all. Uh, you can speak in the tongues of men and of angels. Yeah. But if you don't have love, then you've got nothing. What, what a, that's not only for weddings. That right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, all, we all quoted that at a wedding. But, but. you know, what a, what a poignant <clears throat> thing, you know, because, again, we as believers get so, um, you know, we, we get, we, we, for years, a lot of believers have defined their Christian walk by how many Bible passages they can quote and, yeah. and what they know about deep theological mm-hmm. truths. Mm-hmm. And yet... Um, if we're not doing this very basic, foundational, simple thing as love, all that stuff is mo- like a mute. Sure. I mean, great, you, you can pray fancy prayers, but if you're not loving, if God doesn't have all of your heart, if it's not being all expressed to other people, then, you know, it's, it, all of those fancy prayers are, are pointless. I mean, how many, everybody who's listening to this or watching this, and you and me sitting across from each other, Every one of us knows somebody that knows a lot about the Bible but doesn't seem to know Jesus yeah. much, Yeah. right? right. They, don't, they don't seem to really uh, have a deep 
love relationship with him that is influencing the way they live out their lives. They, yeah. they have a lot of other things that influence their life, clearly. A lot of things they may be very excited about or passionate about, even, even things that are very good, like studying the Bible and knowing sure. Scripture and all the yeah. things you just talked about. All that's awesome. Right? But we just talked about what Paul said, right? Yeah. If, but if you have not love, you know, it's, and, and we've all seen that and been like, that doesn't make sense. Like the way you're acting doesn't make sense for what I know you know uh-huh. about the Bible. Right. Right? Yeah. Well, and it's almost like, okay, is the scriptures taking the, you know, does the scriptures have that power in your life? Are you allowing it to have that mm-hmm. influence to be able to correct because if we are studying the scriptures and we genuinely desire to hear, I mean, then it begins to affect mm-hmm. my attitude towards God, towards other people. And, and eventually love becomes sort of this fruit that it, it bears. You know, it's, and I, one of the things I was recently listening to recently, April and I were watching something and this Priscilla Shiver, and she was talking about like, you know, um, Growing up, like, you know, she's talking about her children. She's like, you know, my children are, are they're African-American boys, but, like, they don't have to try at that. They just need to grow up and be who they are, and that kind of naturally expresses itself. And she talked about that same idea as believers, you know, like, God has given us who we are, and as we grow and mature in our faith, those things become natural expressions of, of it. And, and love becomes one of those, right? I mean, as I grow up in my faith, I should become more loving and generous and God should be able to confront me when those moments when I'm not as loving or as generous, uh, maybe as we should be. Right? You just you just drew out two of the key elements that we talked about in this message with heart and soul. Right. And I talked about heart being that want to, mm-hmm. right? And soul being the does Jesus have my soul? Yeah. Because if if I have the want to with the heart, that's yeah. going to show up in certain ways in the things I do, which we've just been talking about. If he has my soul mm-hmm. and I'm grounded in him, like he's really my source and I'm abiding in him, which yeah. is what the Bible talks about, right. as you well know, that, that we're supposed to abide like a tree planted by a stream mm-hmm. and gaining, like thinking about those roots running down and pulling up what's needed from him from yeah. nowhere else. Then if that's what we have, then like your example from Priscilla is that's just us yeah. because that's where we're connected to. It's how we're connected. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. how we're wired. Yeah. You know? So um, you also mentioned, um, again, James. She mentioned James in this thing I was reading, and then you talked about James. And yeah. I feel like the Lord's like, maybe you should read There's James. A message in there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously James is the great, you know, he, he, one of the things I love about James, it's a very practical book. I feel uh, like he, he takes very, you know, and he really, I think, does a great job of calling us believers on the carpet and saying, does your life reflect your, your, your expression of faith? You know, and of course, he talks about faith without works is dead. Um, and then I also think about uh, something I read C.S. Lewis say one time where he says, you know, so many people want to love their neighbor and they think one day God is going to zap them with these feelings of love. Uh-huh. And then they're suddenly going to start loving their neighbor. And, and he says, if you actually want to love your neighbor, you have to begin to actually love your neighbor. And then you'll find the feelings or whatever will catch up with the action, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think about James, that idea of him calling us to work, um, uh, you know, to put, put into faith. And so, you know, I mean, what do you think? I mean, so many Christians, I think some of us get trapped in that mindset of, okay, I'm going to love my neighbor. Like one day God's going to zap this feeling in us. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, um, 
it's it's action that almost can prompt the feeling. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you found that to be true for you? Or yeah, I mean, I feel like it's you know recently uh, my kids got fish tanks, mm-hmm. and so they all got fish tanks. This was a the thing they wanted to buy with like money that they had saved, and we didn't want to fool with it because we did not need more pets in our house. Right, right? we're like amen, pet, brother, pet, pet full at our house. But you know their money, and we try to let them have some of that autonomy, and so they bought these fish tanks. Well, the thing with the fish tanks is if the power flashes at the house, the pump goes out. Uh-huh. And when the pump goes out, the thing totally stops running. And then the fish, you know, the water gets cloudy and the fish are going to die yeah. if you don't do something about it pretty quickly. And so you have to go and get a cup of the water out of the fish tank itself and pour it down through the top of the pump to prime it. Yeah. And without it, it's not going to happen. It's not going to work. And, I mean, that's, that is where we are, and that's exactly what James talks about yeah. and, and the point you've just made of, like, you know, faith without works being dead. Um, you know, my life verse is in James chapter 1, verse 20, you know, 22, that do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says, right? Yeah. That we would actually hear it and do what it says. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's none of that's rocket science, right. except we live like it is sometimes because mm-hmm. it's easy to talk about it. It's another thing to, to do it. So, yeah. yeah, I definitely think that Praying that God would give us a heart for our neighbor and all that stuff, as I know you would agree, is a good thing. Yeah. But some of it's just like, man, let's just get out there and start doing it. Because yeah. when we start doing it, that'll prime the pump. Yeah. And our hearts will catch flame, you know, in right. ways that maybe they've previously been hardened. Yeah. And I know in my own life, I've experienced that too. You know, oftentimes, you know, you find yourself going, okay, I'm going to do this. You even talked about the idea of talking to your neighbor and the right. message. You know, you kind of make yourself go just and do, do it. it. But then yeah. afterwards, you're like, Oh yeah, okay. That was really, that was really that awesome. Was the right thing. That was the right thing, and and you feel you feel like God is pleased and 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 everything. But you also find that you begin to actually now care for someone in a different way. Uh, one of the other things too, I I thought this was interesting is you you said we are trying to do our part, talking about us as a church, to build a church for everyone, who who love everyone, when everyone doesn't agree. Yeah, being a church for everyone that loves everyone, even when everyone doesn't, doesn't agree. agree. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that's that's huge um, because it's easy for us to love people who always agree with everything we say, right? Sure. I mean, you, we, we would, you know, we'd always spend, you know, I'd love to put everybody around me who always just tells me what I want to hear or who I agree on everything. But yet Jesus is inviting us to love people, and even oftentimes in our own church, oh, love people who, who have different opinions and, and things. And, of course, one of the things I talked about last week in our podcast, I, I – this is something that we believe as a, as a church is, you know, in, in essentials, unity, non-essentials, liberty, and all things love. And, you know, I talked about this idea of um, we, don't, we don't always have to agree on everything, but we do have to agree on how to behave, right? Or, you know, especially when we deal with this. For you, what are some things that you feel like or, or maybe just kind of how, how do you navigate that? I mean, not just as a leader but as a follower of Jesus. How do you navigate loving someone even when you know they don't agree with you. And, and especially if you, I mean, if they're in the church and, you know, you have different opinions on stuff. But also, especially, I also want to talk about those people, maybe they're not in our church, and you know they're really coming at it from a different point of view than you are. Like, sure. what, what are the ways that's helped you or whatever, love those people or, or try it's, to... It's easier when they just agree with me. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, frequently that does not happen. And you know, so much of this for me, firstly, about the church piece, people within the church, mm. so much of this is about um, having a healthy spirit in our church. 
we've always had a pretty healthy spirit here, but there's been disagreement in our church like there is in every church sure. in America, right? Mm -hmm. nobody, nobody hides that. We don't want to pretend like there isn't. We don't agree on all things here, and we never will. Yeah. Uh, but that we would have an attitude and a spirit here when we say that we're going to be a church for everyone, which has been what we've been saying for years and years now at Galley. It's been our focus. It's, yeah. our, it's more than our tagline. It is, it is embedded in our DNA right. of who DNA we of culture, are yeah. and what we want to be. And it isn't as if we, uh, we arrived even at that saying, if you will. It isn't like we arrived at that um, just because we decided it would sound cool. We arrived at that because we saw that spirit within our church. Sure. We knew that that was who we were, and we wanted to not only continue to be that, but but to invite people into that with us. Yeah. Like we were going to do that, but we want other people to be a part of it. And I think the thing that I'm, I've tried to clarify with that statement is let's not forget it. Mm -hmm. And let's not forget that, that we have to all do the work of that. Yeah. We have to say, you're not always going to agree with me. I'm not always going to agree with you, but we will love one another. Yeah. And, and for the people on the outside looking in at that, the invitation is, is pretty obvious, but it's, look, we're not going to agree about everything theologically. We're not going to agree about everything about lifestyle and all these kinds of right. things. But we're going to invite you in and, 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 and say you're loved here. Yeah. This is a place where you're loved, and we want to teach you what God's Word says. We want to do that in a loving way, but we're not going to, you know, we're also not going to hem and haw about it. You sure. know, we're going to say, look, this is the here's truth. what the Bible says. Yeah. Uh, we're going to say it in a loving way, but we're not going to hide the truth here at Galilee. We're always going to open up the Bible and just say, as you know, just yeah. this is what it says. Uh, but we love you, even if you don't agree. We hope you'll come around to this. Not necessarily how I feel about it, but what it says right. here, right? Yeah. You know, and just try to let that be the dividing line that hopefully doesn't divide us. Yeah, you know. I thought that was a great point too. Uh, I'm going to go back for a second. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a great point where we you said this statement. You know, a church for everybody. Mm -hmm. This is not. This is what it wasn't like. Okay, randomly someone said, "Hey, I'm going to have this statement." Yeah, this will look good on a T-shirt, right? Yeah, we it was. We looked at their church, and this was the. This was already the culture we exactly. we see, and all we did was basically give, all, or all our leadership did was basically give words to. We just something. articulated it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. just articulated it. Was it's one of been my one of my favorite things in 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 you know eight and a half years here at Galilee is that that generally has been our church yeah and it's one of the things that you it makes us more unique it's not like we're the only church that has kind of the broader approach mm -hmm. but we're one of the larger churches that is doing this yeah. and we're not we don't get it right all the time sure. but we've done it pretty well uh, where we've been able to cast a wide net that says look you know no matter where you are socioeconomically, no matter where you are in your life as far as how faithful you are right now to walking with the Lord, no matter where you are with the color of your skin, no matter where you are with your age or yeah. whatever, you are loved in this place. When you step foot in here, you are loved, yeah. and we want you to know about the love of Jesus. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> one of the things, too, I, I, you, you, you mentioned in here, again, I mentioned it last week, and I thought it was really funny. <laughs> Was Matthew 18, right? Yeah. And and I think you know, one of the things I tried to say last week because I th I think this is true is that just because we live in a digital world doesn't mean that Matthew 18 is out the door. Like, 100%. Um, and I, that's one of the things that that I think as 21st century Christians uh, we didn't we really have to guard because. 
tech because we're so, we've become so tech mm -hmm. technology driven and social media driven. Mm -hmm. It's easy for us to to get that disconnect, um, and yet the scriptures are always going to invite us to to person to person, mm -hmm. face to face, dealing with things directly. Um, and I think that's another uh, piece about loving. Like if I, you know, again, I'm not going to always agree, but I'm going to agree how to behave. And yep. I love you. And um, and so Matthew 18 still applies in the digital world. 100%. I mean, your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know, you go to your brother, right? right. You know, we, we talk about foundational pieces of, of being a believer and back to the basics and all this. You know, if we can't find a way to heal divides yeah. amongst us and fellow believers in Christ... How in the world do we think we're going to heal the divide between us and people that don't know him? Yeah. I mean, if we can't even do that, it's kind of like what Jesus, and this is not a, maybe a perfect example, but it's kind of like how Jesus said, you know, uh, loving people that love you, right? That's easy. Yeah. Uh, but, but loving people that don't, you know, that's going to obviously be more challenging. And, and so loving, starting with the basics of loving people that are supposed to love us because we're fellow believers but then reaching beyond that yeah. to, to invite people in and let them see our example. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it comes back to they'll know we're Christians by our love. Right, yeah, right. At least yeah. they should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the other things, too, you talked about, you talked about mind and yeah. the important, the power of commitment. Sure. So sure. talk us through that a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. you, write, you wrote in your notes here, I'm reading from this sermon, no, by the way. Good, so yeah. made up, made, I made up my mind committed. Yeah, I tried to differentiate between the like, okay, this isn't, you know, this isn't about you know, the square root or whatever of right. anything. This is about us committing our mind to I'm going to do what honors God. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm committed in my head that I will make this decision because we all know that if if we aren't committed there, mm -hmm. you know, in our mind this comes back a little bit to the heart illustration, but the mind being different in that whether it's falling into sin or whether it's deciding to go talk to our brother, right. whatever. We better make that up in our mind, because if we don't, we're going to make some reason in our mind to not do it. Yeah. You know, we'll avoid it. Yeah. And, and that's, the, that's the perfect way that I, at least I think, to approach that mind piece that my mind is locked in on what is it the Lord wants? Sure. What does God want? What is he asking of me? What's my responsibility to my brother or sister in Christ? Yeah, you know, it's interesting um, how God set this whole human being system up. You know, mm -hmm. um, we are not purely emotional beings. And yeah. while emotions are great and wonderful, um, and we've, you know, I've heard people talk about this a lot, but, you know, really we need our mind and our will to be like this. We've decided because there's going to be times where my commitment um, is going to be at odds with my heart. My heart's going to want to say, no, I'm not doing it, or I don't want to go, or I don't want to, be, but, but we have to almost come back to that. But in here, I've made this commitment. Yeah. Like, I've, I've decided this is who I'm going to be. This mm -hmm. is what I'm going to do. And especially towards love, you know, and, and loving other people, I've decided I'm going to be a person of love. I'm decided I'm going to be committed to, to loving people or committed to loving my brothers. And uh, when you find yourself in those moments where inevitably human beings rub against each other the wrong way, mm -hmm. It's going to be that it's almost I'm going to have to may have to come back to that commitment, like right. because your heart's going to be like, nope, I'm done. I'm going to write them off. I'm going to be mad at them. Right. But your your mind is has to come in and go, nope. But we've committed. You know, I, we've I think the decision. way to the, the way to illustrate this, and especially to differentiate it between heart and mind, because yeah. there is so many, much similarity. You know, we think about the heart as like 
I, I'm, I'm committed to this because I believe in it and, and it's, it's what I want to do, right? Like I've got it in my heart that I want to do it. My mindset, though, is saying, okay, I'm locked in on this and I'm, and I'm making the decision to do it. You know, the, the perfect way to illustrate this for me is how they say that Sunday morning church attendance is a Saturday night decision, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So uh, on Saturday, I can know in my heart, and I could have long since committed that Sundays are for the Lord, and I'm going to be worshiping yeah. God on Sunday, right? But if I haven't really committed to that in my mind mm-hmm. on Saturday night yeah. that I'm going, yeah. then I can have the heart for that. Sure. But then when Sunday morning gets here, What's my mind going to do? My mind might be like, yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah but the lake is a lot more fun, sure. right? You yeah. know, or whatever it yep. is. I think that's the way to think about the differentiation between heart and mind. You can have a heart for something, but if you haven't truly made your mind locked in on it, it becomes easy to waver. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, talk a little bit about strength, and then I've got mm-hmm. a couple of things to wrap up. You, you mentioned strength. Um, again, you know, bring all your strength to bear for mm-hmm. the cause of the Lord, Lord's love. Mm-hmm. And, and what or, or whom does God love most? What, tell me what you kind of... Yeah, yeah. To me, it was like, you know, we talked about money, time, social influence, all these things that we bring to bear being a part of our strength. Yeah. And then I got into talking about yeah, so we know all this. So how am I going to engage? What do I do to engage all of those things in a way that's God-honoring? Mm. Well, the number one thing I should be doing is leveraging all that stuff or time or whatever it is, leveraging it primarily toward what God loves the most. And what God loves the most are his people. Yeah, You know, he loves his children. Mm. So why don't we stay focused in our heart, in our mind, and, and our, with our soul locked in on Jesus to say all of my strength, you know, in every reasonable way is going to go towards loving others because yep. God has first loved me. Yep. Yeah. Uh, a couple of questions we're going to wrap up today. Uh, one of the last things you said in your conclusion, and it is, it is this, and I, I, you know, I think you're right about it. It's so easy to lose sight, you said, of the greatest thing, and that's loving God and loving people. Why do you think it becomes so easy for us to lose sight of, of this idea of love? I mean, what, why do you, I mean, it seems to be, it, it seems to be rather easy. We do lose sight of it. Why, why do you think that is? Yeah, I just think, I think it boils down to a simple answer, and it's that we're selfish. Oh. Yeah. We as, we as humans are selfish, and we want what we want when we want it. Sure. Um, you know. The Lord calls us his children. Sometimes we are just children. <laughs> you know, We just behave like children where we want what we want when we want it. And, and I just think it comes down to you know, that kind of mindset of me and mine. Yeah. You know, me and mine over you and yours. Yeah. And, and having to constantly battle that spirit. But that's, you know, that's one of the reasons we gather as a church. It's yeah. one of the reasons we listen to sermons. It's one of the reasons I try to study and yeah. preach a half-decent sermon so that we can inspire ourselves, engage ourselves to be like, hey, I can be better in him. Mm-hmm. I can do better in him and I can stay locked in on these things that matter so that I don't drift. Yeah, and, and you know, one of the things I always try to tell people too is um, the spiritual, the, the Christian life really cannot be lived alone, right? I mean, if you yeah. look at the, if we look at what Jesus, uh, you know, the New Testament writers and the Jesus teaches us, you can't bear someone's burdens unless you're with people mm-hmm. and learn to bear them, right? I mean, no you can't learn to be gracious and forgiving if you're not in the situations where you have to be gracious and forgiving. And, mm-hmm. and so it's, you know, there is this temptation 
that that people go with like I just I just need me and God and 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 it's not it's not it we need mm-hmm. people and we can't we can't learn to love Jesus and of course love people in a vacuum we have to then put that into practice and so it becomes easy for us to lose sight of that but you're right we got to get back to like you know this is we can't just we have to learn with other people we have to be a part with part with other people so um kind of my last question for you because this always happens to me and i know this happens to other people too this has got to happen to you is there something that you know what at the end of the day I said a lot of things, but this is the thing that I'm like, if you hear nothing else from me today, um, and especially think about, I especially want you to, you know, speak to us as a church, tell us that thing, and then give us kind of like why, sort of to wrap all this up again, maybe reinforce some things you've already said. Why is it so important for us as a church to, 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 do, to, to embrace this? And, and what is that thing that like church, you need to hear this. Do not walk away mm-hmm. and miss this mm-hmm. thing. No, it's a great question. For me, it comes down to don't miss what I said for five weeks and what I believe the Lord was telling us for five weeks. Foundation, 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 foundational. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these things form the foundation for what it is we say we believe. And so there's this beautiful undergirding of our faith and Christianity itself that, you know, when we go into a building, we don't even re- realize or recognize. You know, you go yeah. into a building with a you know a big skyscraper with an elevator. You don't ever think about how much steel is in it. Sure. You don't think yeah. about how it was built. But if you really pause to think, you know, well, boy, there's no way they got this thing this high without having a significant amount of structural integrity. Yep. And there'd be no way for this building to stand if it didn't have it. Mm-hmm. So, how in the world, believer, yeah. do you think you're going to stand? with everything that's going on in our world, and not just that's happened in this last six, eight months, but everything in our world, period. Like, yeah. it's been there. There's yeah. just, you know, some things have become inflamed. Sure. But there's always been, it's always been a mess, yeah. right? Since the garden, it's been a mess. Absolutely. So how in the world do you think you're going to stand if you don't have this underpinning tightened up? If yeah. you don't have everything that you need structurally I mean, it comes back to that full armor of God example of like, you, you're putting on the full armor of God every day because you're going to battle every day. Yeah. You know? Oh, by the way, is it, you know, is it a day that ends in Y? Well, that's the day of the <laughs> yeah. battle, right? You better yeah. get up and get ready because it's coming. Yeah. And, and, but how often do we not do that? Do yeah. we just kind of try to coast through life and think, ah, it'll be all right. And yeah. there's too many Christians coasting, mm. too many. And, and, and I've been guilty of it too. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes I'm that Christian. Yeah. And God has got to like slap me upside the head and say, let's go, you know, get your, get your underpinning right because this is the foundational stuff. So yeah, that would be, that would be my heart that, that ran through the whole series and culminated in this message Love God, love people, but understand the why of all that. Cause you can say love God and love people all day long. You can just say it's just words. Yeah. It's a pithy saying. Right. It sounds cool. It'd look good on a t-shirt. Yeah. But, but when you really dig into that and say, okay, but why, Mm -hmm. why should I love God? Why should I love people? And when I answer those questions, then it holds me up, Mm -hmm. right? It holds me up every day. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Awesome, man. I want to thank you for spending time with us, hanging out. Um, Thank you guys for spending time with us for, for a little while today. Um, as I've said earlier, you can grab a hold of our podcast. You can do it at YouTube. You can see it on Facebook if you want to watch the video. 
and now it's available on Apple, Google, and Spotify for audio. If you're an audio person, if you want to run or if you want to listen to it, go please get at that. Um, as always, please email me, joey at uh, galley.org, with any thoughts, comments, suggestions. You know, one of the things I, I want to continue to do is shape content that, val that you guys value and people find important. So please do that for us. Um, you know, uh, again, uh, Nick, I thank you spending time with us today. Mm -hmm. I think you sharing your heart with us. Thanks for every week getting up here and, and working hard to, to give, give God's heart to us. Thank you for leading this great ministry. Yeah. This, this podcast has been great. Man, man I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and so I hope, I hope all of us can, can learn from and enjoy it too as well. If, listen, if we don't see you on Sunday, hopefully we'll see you online. But we, we really hope to see you soon in person. If you ever need anything, if you ever need us to pray with you, uh, to, to share anything with you, just to be there, to, to love you, please know that we're available. You can always just email nick at galley.org or joey at galley.org, and we will gladly follow up with you. If you have any complaints, you just email Brian at galley. <laughs> right. If you have a complaint, his name is Brian. He is in charge of the complaint department. But everything else, you can email me. <laughs> yeah. All good stuff. That's right. Go to us. But uh, we love you guys, and we appreciate you hanging out with us this week. We'll see you next week. See you. Love you guys. Thanks for joining me for another edition of the Galley Podcast. If you like what you heard and would like to stay up to date with every new episode, then hit the subscribe button now. The Galley Podcast is a ministry of Galley Christian Church in Jefferson, Georgia. For more information, please go to galley.org. And I will see you back here again next week for another edition of the Galley Podcast. <music>